Welcome, Angry Faithful. Today on Psychos and Sociopaths, we're going to talk about Ted Kaczynski, Ted the Kaczynski. Yeah, I, I Ted can't. Ted Kaczynski, the Unabomber who was a mathematics professor. Um, now, here's the thing about him, though. Did the government create him? Or was he starting, uh, w- was he on the pathway becoming uh, this uh psycho you know i kind of want to think it maybe it was a little bit of both i think he maybe was one of these tinfoil hat guys yeah that just finally lost it because somebody from the government came around and said yeah we're trying to reach out to you about your car's extended warranty you know and i'm just you know like, that's not what happened right you know he was in uh he was part of uh mk ultra yeah 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 and, okay. and for for the people that don't know, MK Ultra was a government funded through CIA, CIA. to uh, develop mind control by using LSD, uh, PCP. LSD. Yeah, yeah. And also, if you're if you have seen the memes on our Facebook page, just wanted to put it up because if your family uh, if your family's poor but you still want to uh, take a trip, and all of them like had a LSD little tab on their tongue. Do you see that one I posted today? <laughs> yes, that's freaking hilarious. <laughs> I saw that. I was like, ha ha. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what? I'm, I'm going to try to find it again because I love it. That is freaking hilarious. No. Uh, how many companies do you need? Remember that? Uh, remember when uh, Japan bombed Pearl Harbor, and a few years years later responded with two nukes? Yeah, this is just the first one. <laughs> yeah. So this meme, so so our listeners understand, um, it's Peter Griffin curled up in the fetal position, crying in a closet, and it's in reference. Uh, it's 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 I don't know. It, it's probably not legit, but um, Sony was tweeting this out because Microsoft announced yesterday that it purchased Activision Blizzard and King Studios. Yeah. So we're talking World of Warcraft, StarCraft. We're talking about Call of Duty. We're talking about Crash Bandicoot. We're talking about Spiro the Dragon PlayStation titles. And um, is it it Spyro? I thought it was Spyro. Spyro, Spiro, Spyro. Um, and King is, uh, every white girl's favorite candy crush. Um, so now Sony, they, they took a a pretty substantial hit. Um, they lost a reported $20 billion in the stock market the day that Microsoft made that announcement. Um, Sony hasn't been having a good time here as of late because of all the chip shortages and the lack of availability for the PS5 console. So Sony fired up their production lines and started remanufacturing the PS4 and PS4 Pro that they had vowed to have killed because the new console was out. So Sony was taking a step back and then Microsoft said, you know what? Eh, okay, we're going to do this. And then they go out and buy Activision. And then immediately Bobby Kodak, um, the president and CEO of Activision, the one who has been responsible for just the travesty of, of, what has become the Call of Duty franchise immediately stepped down. Hmm. So in other words, we might 
very likely start to see Call of Duty titles that are worth a damn. Yeah, they haven't really been. And what's really strange about this whole thing is like, why are they talking video games, talking about the Unabomber? Tech is it, okay, Zinsky. I'll just say the Unabomber. I'll just say the Unabomber. Just call him Uncle Ted. Yeah, Uncle Ted. Uh, The Unabomber actually made a manifesto which was like 300 it was it was 300 pages right something like that yeah uh and he basically said our entertainment energy uh, industry is going to be the downfall of our entire society i mean he's a crackpot and it might have been the lsd because they didn't they didn't really pretty much they they pretty much like heavily dose those people and yeah i mean because this guy went he i mean he studied complex analysis at the university of california berkeley yeah Um, and he also oh he was uh he was an alumni of harvard for a while he mm -hmm. uh eventually made it to berkeley uh uh, he also went to michelin state uh which he has a doctorate from michigan 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 state Words not good, uh, but anyways, he was a freaking heavily intelligent person. Uh, yeah. But he was up there for uh, of the intelligence of our uh, voice for uh, figuring out words. Stephen Hawking. Yeah, I mean, he even did his his, his di- uh, doctoral advisor. Yeah, um, Alan Shields. Uh, he's a, a mathematician who worked on measure theory, complex analysis. Uh, functional analysis and the operator theory and it was one of the world's leading authorities on space on on spaces of analytic functions so i mean he had some good guidance i mean this dude his iq must have been off the charts yeah it was a hundred and i think 160 150 well still i mean yeah it was it was beyond that's that's, let's low-key genius right there yeah it was beyond the point of normalcy so you know but um it, it just yeah. i mean if it wasn't for the fact that I, I i forget hold on i know i know they had to use a game warning to catch him but he basically the bombs that he used uh he set it up to where i mean he did this for 20 years and they didn't find him out until for like 20 years uh, 167 was his uh his iq test yeah but he had a heavy mathematical career uh the bombs were uh he uh you know bomber usually uh mailed or hand delivered a series of uh uh increasing god there's another word well, let me get the Stephen Hawking voice. Sophisticated. Oh, God. My mind wasn't working. Uh, increasingly sophisticated bombs that community killed three people and injured 23 others. Uh, 16 bombs were uh, attributed to... Con- uh, attributed. Attributed. <clears throat> yeah, you know, I'm tired. Attributed to K- K- Kaczynski. While the bombing devices varied widely through the years, uh, the main contain 
the initials FC, which Kaczynski later said stood for Freedom Club, uh, inscribed on parts inside. He purposely left misleading clues in the device and, uh, devices and took extreme care in preparing them to avoid leaving fingerprints. Fingerprints found on some of the devices did not uh, match those found on letters attributed to, oh God, uh, to Kaczynski. Now, <clears throat> that's what he's known for. He's known for mailing in bombs and everything and uh, blowing up post office boxes. And the, it wasn't just the United States. It was also some of our allies. But he, he was, it was, it was really strange. He had a decent childhood. Mm -hmm. uh, it, even his family were worried that he was uh, unsociable. And eventually he became sociable and everything, but it, you notice a big change in, in all the, you, you notice some like little things that were, okay, he might be a little bit off. I mean, he was, he was in a chess club. He was in a mathematics club. He was, he was trying to be sociable and he did so, uh, become sociable, but it was at MK ultra that really, cause okay. Going back on what MK Ultra is, uh, it was developed by a uh, professor. Uh, let me find his name. Uh, da, 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 yeah. Let me get some super uh, MK. Oh, no, wait, there we go. It's one that's kind of freaky that it was a band. Uh, now, okay. God damn it. Uh, da, 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 da. I'm trying to man. I I should have had this all all up beforehand. Uh, huh. Project MK Ultra. There we go. Yeah. You have to, to put in project because of the band. Yeah. Uh, it was a code name for uh, illegal human experimentation. Let me find the guy because he was also a he worked for the okay. No, uh, Stephen Kenser. Uh, According to, okay, this is according to author Stephen Kinster, uh, the CIA project was a uh, continuation of work begun in World War II era uh, Japanese facility and Nazi concentration camps on <clears throat> subduring the controlling of human minds. Kinster wrote uh, that MK Ultra used uh, masculine? Yeah. Uh, basically, Masculine. it's 
mescaline. It's a uh, basically all uh, you with. Yeah, known for uh, L- LSD and uh, some other stuff. Uh, but the project head by Stanley, let me get his last name, Gotoberg. Mm-hmm. Uh, but begun on orders of CIA director at the time, Alan Dules, on April 13, 1953, its aimed was to develop mind controlling drugs for use against Soviet bloc. Uh, in response, of, uh, allegedly Soviet and Chinese and North Korea using mind control techniques on U.S. prisoners during the uh, during uh, the Korean War, the CIA wanted to use a similar method on their own captives and was uh, interested in manipulating foreign leaders with such techniques. Uh, several schemes to drug uh, Fidel Castro. It often conducted experiments without the subjects knowing or consent. In some of the cases, uh, academic researchers were funded through grants from the CIA uh, front organizations, but were unaware that the CIA was using their work uh, for the, uh, these processes. Most of the uh, MK Ultra records were destroyed in 1973 in order of the CIA director at the time, Richard Helms. So it was, it's been difficult for investigators to gain a complete understanding of more than 150 funded research uh, subprojects sponsored by MKUltra and related CIA programs. But that's what ended up happening with Ted Kaczynski. God, I can't Kaczynski. say that. I can't say that last name. <laughs> So I'm just going to use Unabomber throughout the whole thing. I'm trying to be smart, but I can't be smart sometimes. My brain. Yeah, he had a total. uh, I mean, the convictions were 10 counts of transportation, mailing and use of bombs, three counts of murder. um, Resulted in eight consecutive life sentences without the possibility of parole. I mean, he. He was actually spotted um planting a bomb in in salt lake city so he took a six-year break and uh he mailed a bomb to the home of charles epstein um university of california uh, from uh, the university of california san francisco this guy lost several fingers upon opening the package in the same weekend kaninsky mailed a a bomb to David Geltner, mm-hmm. a computer science professor at, at Yale. Geltner lost an eye or sight in one eye, hearing in one ear, and a portion of his right hand. Uh, 1994, uh, Burson executive Thomas Moser, was killed after opening a mail bomb sent to his home in New Jersey. In a letter to the New York Times, Kaczynski wrote he had sent the bomb because most of his work repairing the public image of Exxon after the Exxon Valdez oil spill. Remember mm-hmm. that? Yeah. Um, this was followed by the 95 murder of uh, Gilbert Brent Murray, president of the Timber Lobbying Group, California Forestry Association, by a mail bomb addressed to the previous president, William Dennison, who had retired. 
um, and geneticist Philip Sharp at the at, at MIT received a threatening letter shortly afterwards. So we're looking at a total from May 25th of 78 to April 24th of 95. So that's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen. 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. You know, 14 letters or bombs. Um, two of them exploded. I mean, two of them did not explode because they were diffused. The one that was sent to the Boeing company in Auburn, Washington, that one was diffused, and the one at University of Utah was diffused. Um, and on uh, November 15th of 79, uh, he had actually had a bomb put on American Airlines Flight 444 from Chicago to Washington, D.C. The explosion happened mid-flight, but because of a faulty detonator, there was no explosion per se with the explosive. It just put off a lot of smoke and it caused the plane to um, conduct an emergency landing. Now there were 12 passengers that um, were treated for smoke inhalation, but that, that was it. But I mean, they, when they examined the bomb, um, they it had enough explosive in it to just disintegrate the plane in mid flight. Yeah. And uh, um, <clears throat> what was real, I, what I was looking up while he was talking about that is I watched this movie. Uh, God, what was that movie? It was a John Cusack movie. Uh, Being John Malkovich? No, no. It was. Uh, <laughs> that was a cool movie, though. It was weird. I but it could was a cool never movie. get into that in, into that movie. It was uh, where he's like a famous actor and he's uh uh there we go the whole movie was great and they had a lot of stars in it talking about memento no but another great movie yeah but memento wasn't uh, john cusack wasn't in it i thought he was no Talk about the one that's got the multiple personalities because no, that's another good one too. He was in that one. Yeah, he was the therapist and everything on that one. No, no. God, I can't. It was like a rom com. I mean, American Sweethearts. There we go. No, yeah, I never watched it. It was, it was, it was, it's really good. It is really good. But there's this part where is that the one with Catherine Zeter Jones? Yeah, yeah, no, never saw it. It's really good. You gotta watch it. It's so funny. I think the funniest part is when the Rottweiler's like uh, chewing on Billy Chris's balls. Okay, but uh no there's this part in the movie where uh christopher walken's character they talk about it's like you know that he he bought the unabomber's uh cabin that's where he edits all of his uh movies now and i got curious i was like wait a minute what happened to the universe cabin i think someone bought it because they sold everything in auction and the auction uh all of his stuff went for like two hundred and thirty thousand dollars 
but it's mm-hmm. called a news museum in Washington, uh, D.C. Mm-hmm. And that's uh, it's anything that's freedom of the press that goes there. And they, since Unabomber was a newsworthy, uh, they use it there as a, uh, a museum piece. Hmm. So if you ever want to check out the Unabomber's cabin, go to Washington, D.C. to the museum. I'll put the link in the description. Cool. All right. So uh, he wrote a, you mentioned the, the manifesto. It was a 35,000 word essay, Industrial Society and Its Future, dubbed the Unabomber Manifesto by the FBI. Um, there was a, uh, he mailed several letters to the media outlets outlining his goals and demanding, demanding that the, a major newspaper publish this entire thing verbatim. Um, which they did it was what the new york times yeah something like that he stated he would desist from terrorism if his demand was met there was a there was controversy as to whether the essay should be published but it was washington post and the new york times yeah um janet reno and the fbi director lewis freach or uh, free um recommended his publication out of concern for public safety and in the hope that a reader could identify the author uh, Bob Guccione of Penthouse volunteered to publish it. Kaczynski replied, Penthouse was less reputable than the New York Times and the Washington Post, and said that to increase our chances of getting our stuff published in some respectable periodical, he would reserve the right to plant one and only one bomb intended to kill after our manuscript had been published, if Penthouse published the, the document instead of the Times or the Post. Uh, the Post published the essay on September 19th of 1995. He used a typewriter to, to write his manuscript, capitalizing entire words for emphasis in lieu, uh, in, in lieu of uh, italics. Um, he always referred to himself as either we or FC, uh, though there is no evidence that he worked with others. Donald Wayne Foster analyzed the writing at the request of Gazinski's defense team or defense team in 96 and noted that it contained irregular spelling and hyphenation along with other linguistic uh, idiosyncrasies. This led him to conclude that Krasinski was its author. So, I mean, just because you don't physically touch something with your bare hand doesn't mean they can't track you. Yeah. Uh, Another thing on that is, uh, and if I get, I'm so glad that we're not like super high up. But as soon as all, all of our stuff like becomes like super big, we're gonna get uh, knocked down. But he was actually, uh, he said in an interview, the only way I'm gonna be able to t- touch another woman after a while was to become one. And it was it was kind of strange kind of thinking and everything like that. Hmm. Uh that that's yeah, the train see, of nowadays, thought everybody's like oh, oh that's normal yeah uh, how we uh, but and i'm gonna say this and this is gonna be the thing that gets us canceled but how far have we fallen as a society yeah it's <laughs> it's it's getting weird out there it's dude it's ridiculous well i'm all we gotta re-emph because I've, I've done so many well, so many. We've only done like, uh, I think, 176 episodes, but 
uh, four or five of them have been over woke culture, and I keep on talking about it because it's just ridiculous. They 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 band together hoping to, and this is more allude to our social media standing now to the fact of if Ted Kaczynski was. Uh, Look at you! You said his name right. Yeah, if he was actually. And I will ruin it now forever since you congratulated me. My brain's like, oh, no, we're supposed to switch to the fuck off. Uh, <clears throat> but in, in lieu of that, in social media now, he would actually probably had like a big following and everything. And what's really sad is he was totally anti-technology uh, uh, and everything. But he would probably gotten his word across like more prominently now. How's the saying go? You, uh, what is it? You, 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 you either die a hero or live long enough to become the villain. Yeah. You know, I mean, he would, I, I, I completely see him in today's world embracing the culture that he absolutely despised. Oh yeah! In order to get his message I was, across, I was totally, I was totally thinking that uh, because in in the long run and everything like that, he was he, I mean, in an interview uh, of talking of how he was going to survive and everything was the basic fact of he went out, lived in the cabin and everything, and he said, "I'm going to either die in this cabin or I'm going to survive." And when I survived, yeah. and that's when he ended up starting killing people. See, he critiques civilization as we knew it then um, to this thing called uh, anarcho-primitivism. Yeah. Um, it's a political ideology, um, an anarchist critique of civilization that advocates the return to non-civilized ways of life through deindustrialization, abolition of division of labor or special specialization, and the abandonment of large-scale organization and high technology. Um, so, I mean, it it, it kind of goes on to, you know, critique the organs or organs origins and and the progress of the industrial revolution and an industrial society. Um, so, according to that train of thought, the the shift from hunter-gatherer to agricultural substance during the Neolithic Revolution, which I'll get into here in just a second, gave rise to coercion, social alienation, and social stratification. So when we're talking about Neolithic Revolution, it's, it, it, it's talking about the first agricultural revolution. Um, it was when the, the, we saw the first wide-scale uh, transition of many human cultures during the Neolithic period um, from a lifestyle of hunting and gathering to one of agricultural or agriculture and, and settlement. Um, and, and it really kind of gave rise to the ability of us to kind of settle and build large cities. And it was kind of like the springboard forward from like, Hey, we're going to stop living in caves now to we're going to set up villages and we're going to set up towns and hamlets and, and, and eventually we're going to set up cities and the larger the gathering of people, 
the, the odds of somebody having an idea that is going to make an advancement for humankind went up exponentially. So, um, but he, uh, I mean, he, he rejected and criticized anarchist primitive or primitivist uh, views. So, yes. I mean, even though, even though his critiques bore a lot of the same similarities, he really, he just, he, he, I guess he couldn't see the forest for the trees. And I think that that was the ironic part of what he was trying to accomplish. Yeah. Cause he was always talking about how modern society, social media, well, back then the rise of the infants, excuse me, the infancy, infancy of social media um and then uh yeah i mean because well you also got we're starting to become a thing on aol well uh, no 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 the the thing about him mm-hmm. and his okay he was captured in the 90s yeah he did all this for 20 years mm-hmm. so all that stuff. I mean, the chat rooms haven't been even available. But well, no, you're right. You're 80s, right. You're right. This, but the I mean, stuff in the '80s that we had was it was like the 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 minute stuff. I mean, we were only using the internet for uh, business and, and military business. applications. Yeah, very very small and minute stuff. And it wasn't until like the uh, late '89 to start we started doing emails. <clears throat> And it was only before big corporations and stuff like that. And it might have been even sooner than that. But he saw all this coming, and he did not like it. And and he he wanted to the point to where he wanted everybody to go back to their tricks. But here's the thing. It's kind of a, a tit-for-tat type deal, and this is just my thinking on this. Uh, there's a good thing for society to be in groups and of people and everything and big cities and everything like that you get a, a big development in art uh even in uh medical advancement because you got more minds working on a, the same problem Th- there's this website i can't remember it now but it was one of those uh, youtube videos that i watch but i just can't remember what it is and it was a development of uh scientists and not even science. Was, some of the people were just loved puzzles, and it was you know making chemicals and stuff like that. And they were just attaching stuff and seeing if it would work. And the like mind of these people, what we have now, because we have uh, a vast information, we can make complex chemicals uh, faster because sometimes the person's not that bright, but they can come up with like they like puzzles. And they are pretty good at them. Yeah. And that's how we get in a society of group minded where we have big cities and stuff like that. But it's, it's so sad to think that our lives would be better without the, all these advancements. I mean, yeah, we have, we have trolls. We have uh, people that, their basic train of thought is so toxic toxic that it develops some other people, which is really sad. And that toxicity ends up bringing out the worst in everybody in a, in 
they get gathered up and they cause wokeness to where, oh, you have to think this way. I'm like, fuck you. No, I don't. Being woke. And, and, and I hate to break this to the woke crowd. But uh, being woke puts you just one bad day away from being a full-blown fascist. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a lot to be said for independent thought, independent thinking, uh, independent behavior. Uh, I mean, because we are defined by our individualism. Uh, and at least it, in my opinion, we are. And while I am not taking away from the importance of relationships, because, you know, no man is an island, period. And I say no man, I'm talking about humankind. I'm talking about human beings, homo sapiens, okay? Mm -hmm. We can't thrive by ourselves. I mean, we can't be gifted like Emerson, uh, you know, Emerson was when he wrote, uh, oh crap, what was the, where he goes, and now I feel incredibly stupid because I can't think of the name of that book that he wrote. Anyways, so. Well, what was I mean, his full name? Em Emerson, uh, Jesus Christ, hold on. Uh, Bozer? No. Now, well. self-reliance. My brain just completely. Ralph Waldo Emerson. Yes, thank you. And it was the book. Uh, self-reliance, yes. nature. Uh. Essays of uh, Ralph Waldo Emerson. Yes. Oh my God. Which which books? What books are you talking about? A book you talking about? Um. Don't 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 take my thunder away from me here. Um. Not trying to. Yes, and for those of you who noticed the very decided, um, pronounced um, dead air, that is me doing a research here, which is I should have done a little bit more in depth. Um, live. I might take this away from me because I think I found it. But this is actually a good quote. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, in the book, uh, Self, Self-Reliance, is basically, I'll say, by uh, Ralph Waldo uh, Emerson. Uh, the need for each individual to avoid confrontation and false consistency and you know, follow his you know own. What it, is? It, wasn't, it wasn't Emerson that I was, or Ralph Waldo Emerson. It, I, I, I was saying, thinking Emerson. I was thinking about uh, um, Henry David Thoreau. He wrote a book called Walden. Okay. Yes. Okay. So, um, the the premise of of Walden, it he he basically just he he reflected upon living a simple life, um, work, uh, living in simple uh, simple surroundings, um, 
he is it was kind of like a declaration of independence for himself um but as he's going through and it was a social experiment basically of the time kind of a thing so it, it even though he was trying to live the life of a hermit and trying to buck the trends of of, of routine he found himself taking the same trails time after time after time after time because men human beings are creatures of habit yeah i don't i i try not to be a creature of habit only because training uh i mean military and correct as a correctional officer you don't want to because if they know they're going to uh, do the same thing at this well point yeah time, i mean because it, that breeds predictability and complacency yeah. but I, I think you know it it and we might be getting off track with this, but with with Kaczynski, he he was really wanting us to kind of get away from technology. He wanted us to go back to a more primitive mindset. And even though he was espousing these views, he was also, to, you know, kind of like shirking them off. I mean, he was like he was dismissing them as saying, no, this is not what I believe, even though it was it, it's what his thirty five thousand word uh manifesto was preaching yeah i mean seriously that's exactly what it was and but it, it, it's it, it just shows up it was almost as if he was he too intelligent was. for his own good yeah and there's a lot of uh, i think it was einstein that said it uh intelligence is the border between uh sanity and uh, insanity mm-hmm. and, and it's totally true uh i mean so many people that we went over on this podcast so far some of them were so intelligent that they they went mad mm-hmm. and i mean even because i think with the with with the mass amount of or the massive amount of of knowledge that a person can store inside their brain i think that at a certain point once that knowledge approaches a certain line it it begins to inhibit your ability to rely on faith. Yeah. And you start to question everything. And I mean, we should, we, we should be inquisitive. I'm, I'm not discouraging inquisitiveness. We should be inquisitive. We should be able to look for things. We should be able to, to look out and, and, and wonder how did that get there? You know, and how do I get there? How do I explore that? No, you're absolutely right, but the but thing, but at a certain point, we still have to maintain a certain grounding. You know, it, it for me. You know, I I believe in heaven and hell. I do, and uh, you know, and I believe that the word of God is 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 the ultimate law that we all have to answer to. Do I pretend to know everything? Absolutely not. That's how you get in trouble you pretend right uh do i even come close to knowing enough to get myself in trouble yeah there's there because there's there's certain lines they've got they've got the uh okay you're just smart enough to know how to breathe now you're smart enough to know how to get yourself grounded because you got a smart mouth yeah then it's that moral you go compass. From there, it is. It's that moral compass now. And then 
you 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 acquire enough knowledge where you're you're a, a jack of all trades so to speak but really a master of none and it's just enough like i always i always joke that i know just enough spanish to get myself in trouble at the drive through right or or you do what i do is uh you you just come up with a really crazy idea and you have one of your uh your your people that are in the, in the super group while you're on the phone with uh, them uh do sex screams while you're picking up your food it was funny in my head and it was funny when i did it well, it's like when my fiance is running through, you know, she's walking through a store, usually with her sister, <laughs> like at Walmart, something like that. Mm-hmm. We always FaceTime. We don't, we hardly, I think I've, I can count on one hand the number of actual like phone conversations we've had because we're always FaceTiming each other. Yeah. And she's walking through the store and, you know, FaceTime, it's on speaker unless you have your headphones on, right? Yeah. So she's in the middle of a busy store like HEB or Walmart. And I just, I yell out, penis, just really loud, you know? And she's like, oh my gosh. And, uh, <laughs> I would, I would literally scream out. It's like, she's looking at penises. <laughs> no, I will not show you my penis right now, but you're in fucking Walmart. Why do you want me to show you that now? Well, I mean, to be completely blunt, yeah, I mean, if she asked me to show her my penis, I probably would, but, well, no, in fact, there is no probably about it. I'd be like, here you go, ah, you know, I'm like, yeah, that's gross, put it away. Um, Here's the microscope camper. Touche. <laughs> um, you know, it is it is a grower, not a shower. Um, oh, that just, uh, hurry up, are you done, or I have a funny thing well no like i'll have my earbuds in she thinks that she's going to exact some kind of revenge upon me she'll yell out vagina really loud and i'm like babe i've got my airpods in she's like dang it (laughs) no uh a co-worker we were we were going around uh town uh just checking stuff it was uh, it was kind of a busy day but a slow day type deal Mm -hmm. and he was like how do you how do you pick up woman? Oh, I just I just I just don't care anymore. So I just I mean it might be indecent uh uh what is it? Indecent uh, exposure. Indecent exposure, but you just plop down your fucking dick on the table. I mean, there there's ways to do around it, man. You just don't want to put it down there in the air and have it like really it's really cold, it's really shrunk. You gotta get a little bit of like blood pumping into it. So you gotta start thinking stuff just watching a little bit of extra or seeing like nudie pics and stuff like that and you just give it the thumb roll before you whip it out. yeah 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 exactly and you just plop it on the fucking table say hey this is what i'm dealing with do you want it no okay i'll put it back you know one of these days i'm just gonna walk up i'm gonna give her the pirate approach it's gonna park it on her shoulder like a parrot (laughs) a small parrot Oh, it's a wee naked parrot. That's what it is. I, um, <laughs> it looks like a dehydrated shiitake mushroom. 
Oh, <laughs> oh man. But uh, uh-huh. I guess I guess we're done with we, this. We episode. successfully managed to do it. We we interject, interjected a uh, dick humor. Yeah. <laughs> into a show about a crazy person. Awesome. Hi, yeah. ladies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, to our angry listenerettes. How about that? Yeah. I kind of like that. Angry listener ass. Because yeah, we, we mostly have female audience. I'm seriously surprised. For about whatever that. reason, the Emperor's new groove stuck into my head just now or popped into my head, you know, where he's like, careful the llamas, they spit. <laughs> that was an Emperor New Groove. Yeah. Yeah. That was uh that was uh Robin Williams when he was doing uh, Aladdin, wasn't it? Yeah. Wait. It was. Why did it was because it was a llama. Yeah, it, no, I, I, I totally got I, he was talking about camels. Camels, yes. But I think that I think the same joke got got put into the It probably groove. did. It probably did. But I, yes, I was yes, like I was hearing Aladdin, it, my was boy, like be hearing, careful. <laughs> the camels, they spit. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I was hearing Robin Williams' voice when you're doing it. It's like, why am I hearing Robin Williams' voice when I hear it? Because Emperor New Groove, Robin Williams wasn't in it. And I was like, no, oh, wait a minute. It was Spade. Yeah, it was David Spade. All right. But anyways, well. the Unabomber has been done. Thank you for watching, everybody. I'm David Dickerman. I'm Johnny Skelton. And this is Psychos and Sociopaths. See what I did there? I was trying to end on a good note. Sorry. Here we go. Signing off.